for me, these are probably the hardest scripture, this is probably the hardest scripture passage that I will have to think about and pray on. Forgiving others is not something that is easy to do. We often say, I forgive you, but do we really ever really think about what that entails? Forgiving does not mean, in my book, does not mean forgetting. I don't forget that you hurt me. It fades away in time. I'm going to take this off. It fades away in time, but certainly, as Jesus reminds us, we are to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. So it means that we are not allowed, we don't allow ourselves to be fooled again. When we forgive someone, we tell them that we have forgotten what they have done to us. But I still believe there's a little piece that I carry with me, in my heart and in my mind. I just finished reading this book, The Light of Days, and it is about women in the Jewish ghetto. And when I say women, I'm... Um, using that term loosely, some of them were 14-year-old girls that broke away from the Nazis and were able to start an underground and save thousands of Jews, men, women, children, old, young, sick. They, when they escaped, the women lived in the forest. They had ways that they could communicate with each other. And then as the war dra dragged on, they were able to come together and blow up trains and find ways to defeat the Nazis. Some of them, unfortunately, did not live, but others went on to live in Palestine. That was always their goal, that they would move back to Palestine or they would move to Palestine. And the book followed five women in particular. And at the end of the book, two of the women were quoted, and one is Renia. Now, Renia had done many brave things to defeat the Nazis. And she said she had to turn over a thousand new leaves to forgive them for what they had done to her and her family and her friends to watch the Nazis annihilate the people that she loved. She said she turned over so many leaves that she built a tree. And I think that's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a thousand leaves. We continually forgive over and over and over because just because, just because someone has said, I'm sorry, we have to, I have to work on that internally. I have to make it a process of over and over and over forgiving that person for hurting me. One of the other women that worked in the underground was Zivia. And she said to her family after she had come through and she ended up living in Florida saying, Zuckermans don't cry. You never have full control over your circumstances, but you have control over how you respond. 
And then she went on to say, you need to trust yourself to get through life. We don't have control. We believe we do. We have control, hopefully, of our emotions and our actions. But as Jesus tells us today in this passage, if we only forgive the people we like and don't forgive the people we don't like, then really we haven't accomplished anything. Perhaps in your own life, like I have in mine, had people that, I, for a variety of reasons, I don't think deserve my forgiveness. I really don't. They've hurt me and hurt me and hurt me. So I pray every time for forgiveness. I pray that I forgive them. They don't know that I pray for them, but I do. And after a while, what I've found is the hurt eventually washes away. It's not that spiny, prickly feeling that I have, but instead it's uh, the prickles have been rubbed smooth, and I feel like I can think about that person or people and not be angry anymore. I wouldn't choose to go out with them. I wouldn't have a drink with them, but I certainly don't wish them any harm. But that's not true for everyone. Some people can't forgive. And hearing their stories, I can understand why. Simon Wiesenthal wrote a book called The Sunflower. And when I read it many years ago, it was the story of a man in a Nazi prison camp. And a, and a Nazi soldier wanted to atone for his sins to a Jew. The Nazi was laying in a hospital room. He wasn't going to live. He was blind. He'd been horrifically wounded in the war. So they went and found this fellow. He doesn't have a name. And the guards took him to the bedside of this wounded, bandaged young man. And the young man proceeded to say to the prisoner, you know, I'm a really good person. Um, I haven't done anything wrong, but I need to have you forgive me. And the prisoner sat next to the man for the longest time and debated in his own mind what should he do. Yes, he could forgive him. He could say, don't worry about it. I understand you were caught up in the war machine. But then he knew they wouldn't be true to himself. So after pondering the man's request for forgiveness, the prisoner got up and walked away. But he wasn't satisfied with just leaving the man without, an without accepting an apology. He found the man's mother in Berlin after the war. He went to her apartment and knocked on the door. She let him in. They sat down. She started talking about her son. He was a good boy, she said to the former prisoner. He didn't mean anything, and the Nazis were right. What they did was for the benefit of the country. Well, of course, the man sat there not believing what he was hearing from this woman, and he got up and he walked away. 
And he said that he couldn't possibly forgive her either for allowing this to happen, for allowing her son to harbor such hatred toward others for no reason at all, by virtue of their birth and their faith. The second half of the book, The Sunflower, is devoted to the argument of, do we forgive? Do we forgive on behalf of others? And the one that I landed on was Desmond Tutu. Of course, we know that he recently died and had been in charge of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa after apartheid. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the Reconciliation Commission, it was a group of people who sat and listened to stories from perpetrators of evil and the recipients of that evil. And they tried to make sense of what happened. Each person listened intently to the story of the other and heard what the other was saying. Desmond Tutu, if I recall correctly, at the end of his piece said, it's not up to us to forgive. It's up to us to listen and have empathy for the victims and try to get the perpetrators to understand just what exactly they did and how they hurt hundreds and thousands of people, not over a day, but over years. As I said at the beginning, forgiveness is difficult. It is hard. It's probably the hardest thing we're called to do as Christians, as followers of Jesus. But I can't forgive on your behalf or your behalf. You have to do that work yourself. I can walk alongside you. I can listen. I can empathize. And I can certainly understand. But at the end of the day, forgiveness falls upon each and every one of us to make our own decision and to be like the soldier, I mean, excuse me, to be like the prisoner and walk away, or to be like Desmond Tutu and say, I understand. I couldn't possibly begin to understand that kind of hatred, but I certainly can understand what it means to listen and care and walk with someone so that may, they may not be able to forget but in their own hearts, they may be able to forgive and find the peace that passes all understanding and to let themselves bathe in the love of God. Amen.